Welcome to Just Saying, everyone. This is a podcast about how to be a more clear and concise communicator. My name is Charlie Thornton, and we've got another Frequently Asked Questions segment for you. Excited to jump into that. What we did today is we pulled a handful of questions that we've been getting from people uh, reaching out who are trying to be more brief, but they're doing it on their own. So they're not part of a team that's investing in workshops. They're just trying to develop this discipline on their own. And we got some really good questions for them that we'll get to in a moment. Uh, before we do that, if you can do us a favor and give us a really good review wherever you are listening to this podcast and make sure you subscribe. Both of those things help us get the word out and reach more people. And the community is growing. It's really exciting to see that. Um, if you want to be part of our FAQ segments, um, the best way to do that is just send your questions to FAQ at thebrieflab.com and we will work them into a future episode. It's always exciting to see those come in, and it helps us make sure that we're answering the, the right stuff that you are interested in. Okay, uh, let's jump into today's um, questions. The first one, I'm brand new to the Brief Lab community. Found you guys online. Awesome. That's I'm, I'm glad you're with us. Uh, where should I start? Should I read Brief or Noise first? So obviously this person is referring to the two books that Joe McCormick has written, Brief and Noise. Um, and the answer is yes. <laughs> I I think there's a good reason to read Brief first. I think there's a good reason to read Noise first. So if what you are trying to do is gain some like quick practical advice about how to clear up your communications and clarify those, I'd start with Brief. A lot of really good tools and insights in there about just simple things when you're talking to your boss or you're giving a presentation. Uh, how should you go about preparing that communication? And so brief is very practical from that standpoint. Noise is maybe a little bit more profound in the sense that it deals with a deeper issue that I think leads to the problems with communication. Um, but it is a it is a deeper issue and maybe an issue that takes a little bit more thought and a little bit more discipline to address doesn't mean it's not worth addressing it. it it certainly is and obviously that issue is is the problem of being in an environment that's saturated with noise and updates and alerts if um you know if if you're interested in both topics you might actually try reading noise first which was written it was not written first but it was written as a companion to brief to get at this deeper issue of the need for silence. And the author of those, I've heard him re I've heard him refer to brief, or rather, I've heard him refer to noise as kind of a prequel to brief. Um, and so it delves deeper into some of the problems um, that our environment presents to us that brief touches on, but it delves deeper into those and, and gives some more fundamental advice about how to create space in your day, how to create that silence so that you can then think clearly so that you can then do other good things like being brief. <laughs> if you can't think clearly, good luck uh, communicating clearly. Good luck being brief. All right, hopefully that helps. Next question. I'm interested in completing your training, but as an individual, not a team, what I would like to know is what is the training path I have already read brief. Okay, so there are a few options to you. Um, there are a couple of online courses that are available to individuals. So what you can do is just go to the Brief Lab website, and there's a tab 
that says uh, resources. Click on that tab, and if you scroll down to online courses, there are two courses listed, and then there's a third course listed, which is actually a bundle of the first two. So there's one on writing, and then there's one on like the fundamentals of, of brief, which is sort of like the same stuff that you would get if you were to attend our intro to brief workshop. It's just packaged in a in a go at your own pace format for for folks online. Um, we do believe strongly that there's a benefit in, in a tackling this stuff as a team, which is why we've decided to gear 98% of our business toward folks who are, who are looking to do that. And we can talk about what those differences are. Actually, I think we've got a question about that in a minute. But um, if you don't have that opportunity, check those out, and that might be a good place to start. All right, even if I can't attend certain brief trainings as an individual, do you recommend any resources, tips that I can use on my own? Yes, I do. And I would actually recommend going there before you start with the, the programs that I just mentioned. So a really good one, I think, is um, you've already found it. It's this podcast. If you're new to this podcast, look back at some of the previous episodes. There are a lot of really good ones in there. And I would like to point you especially to a few that Joe McCormick has done over the years. So look for anything on headlining. Look for specifically things on brief maps. There was one he did recently, just very recently, on a meeting prep card, which is sort of a uh, a brief map that's that we've dressed up specifically for meetings. Um, also, not too long ago, did one on a tool that we have called a draft card. The reason I'm pointing you to those ones is those are the ones that are really focused on the tools. You can go on our website and download those tools for free, and then you can go comb through the podcast, find those episodes, and get a little 10 to 15-minute lesson on each of those tools, and then start using them. The other podcasts are, are great, I hope. I hope you find them helpful, especially the ones that, that I'm contributing to. Um, but the, the reason I point you to those ones in particular is because they have really concrete tools that go with them. And I think that's probably your best bet to start with those if you're doing this on your own. Obviously, check out the books because those are good resources as well. All right, next question. Um, okay, this is the one I just referred to. What are the benefits of learning brief as a team as opposed to individually? I mean, look, everyone can improve from practicing this stuff. And to some extent, I can tell you that because I have to do it too. And not only do I have to do it, but I do it as an individual. You know, I mean, our team is committed to this, obviously. But long gone are the days of me attending brief workshops. I now design them and, and teach them. Um, so I do think there's value in trying to tackle it as a team. That said, or sorry, as an individual. But that said, I think there's there's sort of an exponential benefit if you're going through it with a team. And, and the, the reasons are, are pretty obvious, right? If we're all sort of using the same approach, then we can we have a way of talking about things that is positive and concrete. So part of what you get when you when you come to the brief lab is you get um, we're giving you terms that you can use as a team. So you can say things like, "Hey, I think you're getting into level three stuff there. Could you, you know, could you elevate the conversation or get back to level one stuff or or what's the headline here or what's our minimum definition of success?" Now, for those of you who've been through our, our workshops, you you know what those terms mean, and they're they're concrete. In the absence of those terms, you have to fish for the right language and hope that your audience is is getting it. 
you know, saying things like, could you get to the point better? And some of those things can border on being kind of offensive. Um, and, and then obviously the other benefit of going through this as a team is a lot of our communications um, we don't entirely control. So it's one thing for me to run a very disciplined meeting, but what about the five meetings for every one meeting that I run that I that I don't run, that somebody else runs and I'm just attending? Well, if your team is going through this, then maybe three of those five meetings are actually going to be using the same method. Or, you know, same with email. You know, I send a lot of email, but I get even more. Well, if you go through this as a team, not only the ones you're sending, but the ones that are coming back, at least in theory, are going to be affected by these principles. So um, on that note, if you're serious about having your team go through this, um, reach out to us at The Brief Lab. You can email me at c-t-h-o-r-n-t-o-n at thebrieflab.com or any other email that you can find and say, hey, I'm interested in introducing this concept to my boss or my boss's boss or whatever. Reach out to us. We'll set up a call with you and we'll, we'll hook you up with some good good free resources that you can send to that person to, to um, let them know what, what this would look like for your team. All right. Um, I know that brevity requires discipline. What are some ongoing ways I can hold myself to a higher standard for communicating? Well, this is the million-dollar question for, I think, any training, which is how do I actually take it out of the classroom and then, and then use it? Um, I mentioned earlier that the term minimum definition of success, that's something that we use at the brief lab. And it's, it's not to lower our standards, but it is to look at like, what's the least thing that I could do that would still be progress. So I would encourage you, if you're trying to develop this discipline, um, set a weekly reminder or have a daily reminder. If you, if you want to go that route, if you're using some of the tools from noise, uh, these are built in. So on a daily or a weekly basis, just figure out what is my minimum definition of success for this particular discipline that I'm trying to develop. And do yourself a favor. Don't pick something that's vague. Don't pick something that's super lofty. Um, and don't pick five things. Pick one. And then make it happen. So I think you need um, you need the, the scheduled time to make that minimum definition of success, then you need to be thoughtful and simple when you make that definition of success. And then you need to reflect back and know if you did it, right? So maybe if you're doing it on a daily basis or a weekly basis, when you get to that next scheduled time, don't just think of what I need to do this week or what I need to do this day, but think about what did I need to do last week and did I do it? And if the answer is no, I didn't do it, or, or I did it and I didn't do it well, do yourself a favor. Don't beat yourself up. That's not the point. The point is to make incremental progress. So if you didn't do it, then just be honest. Why didn't I do it? Was it too complicated? Was it too challenging? Was it too rigorous? Maybe I need to lower the bar for myself and start to get some traction that way. Or maybe I just didn't do it, and I need to reset the same goal for this week. Okay, fine. If you do that eight times in a row, then stop setting the same goal and, and make it simpler. Lower that bar for yourself. Get a little bit of success and don't, don't beat yourself up about it. It's not worth it. And you're just going to get frustrated and then stop, which is why most people don't develop the disciplines that they want is because they are too ambitious. They aren't structured enough. 
then they fail, they get frustrated, and then they just give up. You don't have to do that. All right. Um, I think that's it. I thought I had one other question, but that was actually the question that I answered first. So if you like this, be sure to uh, give us a good review. If you didn't like it, um, shoot me a note. Let me know what we can do better. We always want to improve this for you. Send us questions if you got them to uh, FAQ at thebrieflab.com. And uh, hopefully this was helpful for you. If you're out there as an individual, hang in there. I know it's not easy, but stay in touch with us and, and listen to this podcast. That's why we have this community. For those of you who aren't committing to this as a team, or for those of you who, you know, it's been a while since you've been in the Brief Lab and you still want to stay on this journey with us. We're so happy that that, uh, that you're taking this journey with us. All right, have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.